Well, James, welcome to Clem's Wine Corner. G'day, mate. How are you? Oh, great, mate. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Obviously, 2023, we've just started this new sort of segment of the Screaming Mills Media Empire. The sort of subsidiary podcast, if you will. Uh, yeah, the sort of Marcus has been slacking off and we've decided to do our own thing, basically. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you've read my mind. Now, obviously, uh, this is the first, the first episode, so uh, yeah. we're very excited going into well, this. People love Clem's Wine Corner so much on, on the main pod. That, that, you know. We didn't get a segment in because either Marcus was in the frame mm. and you can actually see us too, you know, yeah. giving our honest opinions on wine. Because there's a lot of people out there who don't want to just stop at the, you know, initial tasting notes and they want to go a little bit deeper, deeper. into the wine. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, a lot of feedback coming through on the, on the messages there. So, um, so welcome. Welcome to Clem's Wine Corner. Yeah, and uh, um, I mean, we can talk a little bit about the structure of how this is all going to go into, and uh, so we're going to start by obviously grading a wine. Uh, absolutely, and we, we started off with um, with a great wee wine. Let's uh, get the bottle out there. Um, now I'm going to need a bit of assistance here with actually how you pronounce this one. Ah, oh, so um, we started off with a Poligny, Poligny. Montrachet. Now yeah. I've, I've used a, a British accent there. Okay, but if you want it in French, it's Poligny Montrachet, which obviously you wouldn't understand. You could have fooled me, but I was actually one of my questions I had jotted down for today was: Is it Montrachet or is it Montrachet? Montrachet. Montrachet. Yeah, because yeah. Montrachet is the way that most of the uh, British businessmen in, um, in the city butcher the pronunciation at our long work lunches. But oh, well, to be honest, uh, I've I've been to the city a few times, and the old Indeed. bankers they're not uh, they, they they slur their words as they ask for their wine don't yes, they but anyways uh, so yes it is a 2018 domaine alain chavi uh obviously uh, one of your recommended wines you brought it in today one of my favorites one mm. of your favorites actually and uh, well from my perspective it is uh, it is a medium bold wine uh, quite quite tannic uh, sorry not tannic sorry <laughs> quite bold as i was saying <laughs> and it's got hints of butter Hints of butter. Hints of butter. Only hints, though. So your buttery Chardonnay is, I mean, sign it's me your, up. It's your go-to. Yeah. yeah All yeah. you need to say is buttery Chardonnay and I'm in. There um, you go. But, I mean, should we, should we give it a taste? Oh, we can give it a wee taste. So we're going to swirl around a bit. Swirl, swirl. Swish, swish, swish. Swish, swish. What are you getting on the bouquet? On the bouquet, well, I'm definitely getting hints of butter, as you said. Some mm. oak, 100%. Some oak in there. Oh, vanilla. Almost sort of like a home baking fragrance quite minerally on the, mineral. on the tip of the nose and no but you did right this butter is the overpowering not overpowering but the, the predominant scent that i'm picking up mm, yes for sure those there. Hints, hints, of, hints of stone as maybe, well. maybe even some ginger but anyway let's just, let's get it on the palate let's get on the palate <laughs> nailed it Right there, James. Yeah. And uh, what do you pick up there, mate? Bit of bit of arnica, bit of arnica, bit of white flour, white flour as opposed to white flour, not your sort of baking equipment. Um, just give me another. Give me a couple of yours. I'm just going to take another dive. Citrusy. Definitely the sort of citrus uh, coming out of my mum's um, greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of my sorry, <laughs> we're gonna cut it there and we're gonna go again. No, oh, no that's staying in. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna do it again. 
coming to my mum's greenhouse. Yeah. What does your mum grow in her greenhouse? Oh, plenty of things. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I haven't been in there once. Businesses. Businesses. I haven't been in there once, to be honest. I'll tell you what, though. She recently um, gave us some clementines that actually came out of there. And, How uh, fitting. Well, I'll tell you what, they were a 10 out of 10. Is there a cocktail you can put clementines in? I feel like that there is one. Potentially. Surely. So, a French 75, a couple of drops of clementine juice would go quite well in there. Oh, you got it, James. I mean, you're the, uh, the expert on your cocktail well, there. You know, Cock and tails, you know. Someone's got to be. Hey? Oh, yeah. But, you know. um, so t- tell me a bit more about the region here that we're looking at. Um, ah, so we're, um, we're in Burgundy, so northern, northern east of France. Um, northern east. <coughs> Indeed. Yes, okay. I'm there, yep. And uh, sort of east of Paris, a bit lower down. Uh, temperature tends to range around quite, quite a lot lower than you typically get in the south of France. So you generally mm-hmm. get wines with a little bit, of, a little bit less alcohol content. Okay. But definitely some of the best wines out there, whether it's red or white, Burgundy, unbelievable. A lot of the time in, in the sort of film and media industry, you will hear people talking about a white Burgundy. Um, so perhaps there's something in that and that it's sort of seen to be. No, like, 100%. I mean, when, when people are willing to, you know, on some of the greatest vineyards in Burgundy, spend upwards of $30,000 a bottle, it's, uh, it's bound, to be, bound to be good. Mm. And, yeah. I, and I, I, as I sort of swill it around here, I want to talk a little bit about the colour because often your buttery Chardonnays, they'll have a, a much richer yellow, whereas this is quite actually a, a, a nice light yeah, it's, it, it, tends, it almost looks like a Sancerre or a or a or a, a Pinot Gris. Pinot Gris, I was about to get into it. Yes, yeah. very similar. Quite quite light on the colour, but absolutely beautiful. And uh, yeah, just a, a ravishing nose. I love it. Mm, it absolutely does go down a tree. Beautiful. It, and actually, something you can say for this wine is it tastes like it smells. Yes. Whereas a lot of wines, you know, it, you yeah. might quite like the bouquet, or or opposite, you might. You know, give it yeah. a whiff and think, no siree. No, sure. But then you give it a t- and, and off to the races you go. But yeah. no, this is, this is a very consistent, nice wine. A little bit of air gathering the bottom of the glass there. I'm just going to see if I can swirl Get it, it out. Yeah, swirl it out. But, uh, what have you been up to, mate? Because it's been a while since we, you and I sat down and had a chat over a couple of glasses of wine, if you, if you don't include earlier this week. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, the many times in between the last time we've had the yeah, podcast well, too. You know. you know me and you being best friends and Marcus having left us here in the UK. Who? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to mention it anymore. But uh, yes, so we've uh, well been up in in the ski season. You know, I wanted to get a bit of skiing done this this I've winter. I've heard it's been a good season so far. Yeah, it's been tremendous. I mean, the 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 combination of uh, 12 degrees centigrade at New Year's Eve and uh, yeah, the fact that the snow cannons were the only things working and actually putting snow on the piece was mm. marvelous. Because that's often, like, I mean. Whenever I've gone skiing in the past, I've always kind of looked across the mountain range. There's going to too much snow. Look, really? We don't need that much. All we need, look, between the trees where everyone goes, that's all we need. The rest of that, look, just leave the grass out there. You can still play around a golf. You've got so many more options if, in a warm ski season than you do in a cold one. I agree, James. So, do much skiing? No. No, not a single bit of skiing? Not a single bit of skiing. Oh. It was one of those years, you know where uh, you've gone there to, to party more than ski. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, back on the old wine there, I'm just going to round it up. I think we've, uh, we've finished off our first and clearly only glass. And, uh, well, what would you say, James? You happy with the, 
Happy with the wine? I'm happy. With, I'm very more than happy with the wine. It's it's um, it goes down easy. It's not a striking wine. It's not something you ever sip of and you go, holy hecka, you know. Um, but on the other hand, it, it's I don't want to call it drinkable because I know that's a little bit of an insult to the wine, but it it does go down quite smoothly. It goes down smoothly. I, I'd give it a solid seven point eight five. Seven eight seven point eight five to to start off out of ten. That's yeah, not bad. Bottle number one. Uh, no, it's a, for me. It's a it's it's a it's a very well rounded chardonnay. But I could see myself enjoying with my fellow Screaming Meals compadres. Yeah, yeah. If you had to pick a location to, to enjoy this wine with uh, Marcus and myself. Oh, definitely on the beaches of the old French Riviera there. Mm? Aboard a 90-foot yacht. Aboard a 90-foot yacht. With many models. Many models. See, I was thinking more along the lines of some sort of Lithuanian crack den. Just really, because I'm a big contrast guy. And so if you apply a setting that sort of gives the wine an opportunity to sort of express itself and its own, you know, values that it brings forward, that's where you really get the best of it. So, I mean, it's, you've got a lot of different places and, and that's where you could also argue, you know, versatile, you know, you can enjoy it on a 90 foot yacht in the south of France or in a Lithuanian crack den. Um, so for me, I think this one comes in... I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go a touch. I'm gonna go seven nine, seven nine. Seven nine. Pretty similar. Pretty similar. To oh, there's zero point zero five there between the two. So mm. definitely. And, and like, like, like you know, like motor racing, which which is uh, what we all do have in common. Um, it's about the fine margins. And so, uh, um, come yeah. the end of the season, this one uh, we'll have to see where it is in the mixer. But um, let's get on to some other stuff. I mean, there's a lot happening in the world at the moment. This is kind of why we started the, the pod. The pod, yes. This is the news segment of the pod. Mm. Now, I wish we had a sting that we could put in and it's like breaking news, James and Clem, you know, we'll giving the news, but we're not there quite Budgeting yet. Budgeting issues, you know. We basically haven't found any sponsors and everybody finds us dicks. Yeah. But yeah, we're back. And uh, well, give us the news, James. I mean... There's a, mate, there's a lot going Everyone's talking about Spare though, aren't they? I mean, I'm, we're not going to be the only uh, podcast talking about the book, but I mean, I've not read it, um, which I think puts me in good stead to, to comment on it. Um, if you look at the sort of the general media attitude today. So bizarre to to air air it out there like he has i mean there's there's such a thing as too much information which i do believe and i know that we sort of we we push the the boundaries here on um here on the podcast that we do but i mean i mean come on i mean some of the things i've heard are just absolutely outrageous well he apparently lost his virginity in the back of a pub yeah (laughs) sorry in a field Behind a pub. Just like the rest of us. Yeah. Like a common. Haven't we all, right? (laughs) Last house party, you know, when you were about 16. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right? How would you see a a prince actually losing his virginity? Usually it's to a sort of distant cousin of some sort and it's been arranged by the parents. But, I mean, I'm out the back of a pub in a field. That's that's impressive. I almost respect him for it. Got to give it a 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there was sort of todger cream and all sorts of other stuff that that um, that we won't get too far into because that's um, that's for you guys to read. I'm obviously not going to give too much away of the book, but great read, yeah, greatly, um, very interesting, mm. to say the least. Yeah, interest. It's certainly the first of its kind. Hundred percent. I mean, I can't see uh, Prince Andrew bringing out a tell-all book. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot of other stuff going on in the world as well because we wanted to to sort of shed some light on the on the diverse and the different here 
um, you know, be it either either your wines or your uh, or your news. So we can do a bit of weird news. Yeah, we're we're not exactly going to focus on the on the headline stuff. We're really going to dig in deep. Yeah. In the trenches of, of the news the and sort of, the, the sort of backbone the, news, the journalism stories, yeah. world, and find you the best stories that that are going to come out. Indeed, yeah. And, and you you've come a, across a right screamer there, and uh, I mean, I can le- I can let you lead it in, but you've got another couple that you found since last night, which uh, which you might want to delve yeah, I mean, into. The, the key one this week that sort of that really raised my eyebrows um, was that there was a Thai temple left without any monks after they all failed a drug test. Um, so it says that the departure of the monks has caused the uh, consternation of the local community and concern uh, for animals living at the temple. Because apparently there was about 40-odd monks there looking after, so, you know, your donkeys, your dogs, your cats, your lizards, all sorts of things. All sorts. And now they've all just been sacked, essentially, from their religion. Um, to what, the animals have been left behind? It appears they've had some sort of massive one, right? And um, let me read a little bit further here. Four, four monks, including the abbot, who I'm assuming is some sort of senior monk. You, know, you can Google that, Keezy. But um, were forced to leave the monkhood after urine tests showed evidence of legal drugs, the Bangkok Post reported. The small religious site in, oh, here we go, Pichabun. 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 The small religious site in the Pichabun province was raided by police and health officials on Monday. The departure of the monks has caused the consternation of the local community that relies on it for other religious, religious functions. functions. So they will not be able to go to mass. So it's the end of religion. So this is an issue for the local community. It's not even just about these monks who have um, been having a great time out. No, the they've been on a massive bender. I mean, look, we've all been there, but not all of us have, you know, devoted our lives to religion. Um, different strokes for different folks, you could say. Where do you, because look, we're not just here to highlight problems, we're here to solve problems. Where would you sort of, you know, if you were to nip this in the bud, where would you start? I'd release all of them. Release, yeah. I think they're in their right to party as much as they yeah. want to. Yeah. I mean, you you got to look at it one way. Obviously, uh, in, in terms of religion, whatever religion you're really into, you, you, you don't tend to feel that partying is much encouraged. No. To say the least. But no. in, in, in our world today... You've got to party. You have to party. And, and the, the funny thing about it is, you know, celebrations were rife and are rife throughout religion, but none of them involve illicit drugs and alcohol, which is something that I've always, you know, put a, you know, a bit of a stopper on me for getting too heavily into religion is that you can't get really, really messy. Well, I, I think as well, from, from, from my personal point of view, I believe that these monks, you know, they've, um, they, 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 they give so much to the world. Mm. And, and some of them take a vow of silence. Now, that may not be the case with these monks there mm. but taking a vow of silence you, you've got to spice it up haven't you james it's not something i could see myself doing exactly you know they'd, they'd first and foremost put an end to the pot it would yeah i mean so yeah I, i'm with you i think i'd go down there i'd sort of take the ironically the religious approach of forgiveness um get them back involved tell them who, you, who your guy is and you know spread the love you know get everyone else involved you know obviously if it was worth going against the laws of everything you've devoted your life to they must have been great drugs so just just share it around you know get get everyone involved and and forgive forgive and move on and uh, so yeah james uh well that's definitely interesting some obviously monks getting high in the old countryside there i thought so yeah. but um anyway so this has been, you know, a relatively quick pod, let's say. We're trying to get it out there, trying to grow the word of a Clem's Wine Corner. Uh, obviously, a very Spread important... the gospel, if you will. Bring it back to that sort of religious connotations that we uh, had in our previous story there. See what it did? 
Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so basically, we we just wanna we just wanna carry this on with um, with you guys. If you could, uh, you know, potentially just send in your your stories, your your weird stories or weird news of the week that you can find out there, and uh, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we want to do. You know, we want to share the news out there that that not many people get to see. No, exactly. And and I think that's key to it is is bringing in a sort of new, unique approach to news. Yeah. Um, and yeah, send them in. Well, I think I think it's just uh, uh, if if we want to delve into it a little deeper, it's it's sort of part of our strategy to uh, to broaden the sort of screaming meals media empire. Mm. And uh, I think this is our sort of take on on the news, I guess. Too right, so, too yeah. right. But looking forward, mate. So um, that pretty much wraps us up for episode one next week. What uh, what have we got look f- to look forward to next week? Oh, we got a a lovely. Pinot Noir there from uh, the old Central Otago. Now we we we've chosen this one specially because uh, because of my race win down there, first race winning cars in. Oh, uh, of course, and in, in the, the old Invercargill there. Yeah. Yes. So um, we'll uh, we'll see you then. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, mate. <laughs>